0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. Uh, it's gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
1: Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're your hosts today for Real Presence Live on this beautiful Friday fall morning.
2: It is amazing.
1: I love it. I love it. We're actually getting a real fall. Love every second. So, Father, we are broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota, just south of Sioux Falls, for those of you that aren't familiar. And it's always a joy and so much fun to come down here and host
2: (laughs) It's a blessing (laughs) to have you. It's a reminder, you know, we could... I don't know, it's always a reminder when you come the gift of a visitor, of someone who comes to you and it sort of like reorients everything and, you know... (laughs) Yeah. Makes you prepare and sort of makes you eager. Get ready. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, we could have just done a podcast and done it all anyway. And it's like, but it's not the same if Heather isn't coming.
1: Right. Right. So. Well, good. Well, good. Well, let's start off with a prayer. Do you mind? Father? That'd be
2: great. In the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Saint John Paul, the second you preach, the future starts today, not tomorrow. As we start these nine days of prayer with you, we thank you for reminding us that with God's help, we can begin again. But we need to start now, not at some distant point in the future. Your words are encouraging and inspiring to us. Please be with us as we progress through these nine days of prayer with you. Dear Lord, you are the greatest healer. You gave St. John Paul II to the entire world to show us how much you love us. With your mighty power and through his intercession, we seek healing, not just of our physical body, but our emotional, mental, social, and spiritual health as well. In keeping with your greatest commandment, we will love you with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our soul, and with all our strength. We will also love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Amen. Amen.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In
2: the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. John Paul II.
1: Pray for us.
2: And for all of you out there, just as a reminder, he's our patron. We're so grateful to have, I mean, what an amazing gift to have him yeah. as your patron. So You are
1: quite lucky. Yep. So... Nine days. You were talking about nine days. Nine days of what? For those
2: listeners. Nine, it's a novena, so his uh, nine days of prayer. So you can go online and type in St. John Paul II novena. Starts and, today. Uh, starts today and will conclude next Tuesday or next Friday, which is his feast day.
1: Perfect. Beautiful. So, so day one. is the day. Perfect day. All right. So our first guest is on the line, Father John Paul. Perfect scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Gardner is Great. on the line. Good morning, Father
0: he, Father John Paul is not perfect, but uh, Jesus is. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be joining
1: you guys. Good to hear you. Yeah. Say thanks for joining us today, and uh, we're, we, I'm excited. This is one of my favorite subjects in the whole world, the Eucharist. Mm. We're going to be awesome. chatting about the Eucharist today. So, uh, for the listeners that don't might not know you, Father Gardner, why don't you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about yourself?
0: Oh, okay. I'm. Um, Greatly blessed to be a uh, priest of the Diocese of Bismarck uh, with our Bishop David Kagan at the cathedral. And uh, I get to live with uh, three other great priests. Father Josh Eli is the rector, and Father uh, Ben Franchuk is our uh, new associate, newly ordained priest. And uh, I also live right across the hallway from uh, our diocese, the vocation director, Father Jordan Dosh. So I get to live with a bunch of priests. And I have uh, eight crazy siblings. Uh, that I get to have in my life, and uh, a bunch of the nieces and nephews, and uh, just love being a priest, you guys. Just love being a priest.
1: Beautiful. Well, on Real Presence Live, we've been doing kind of a breakdown of the sacraments. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to go back, baptism was on October 1st, confession was on October 8th, for our listeners who want to go back and listen to those. Today we're going to break mm-hmm. down the, the sacrament of the Eucharist. Um, mm-hmm. So... What is the sacrament when we are talking about the sacrament of the Eucharist?
0: Beautiful. I'm glad to get to talk about the most important of all the sacraments, the best, the number one of them all, the uh, the source and the summit, we say, of the sacraments. The uh, the Holy Eucharist is really the it's Jesus. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't. It's why we it are can... more clearly than that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is Jesus Himself. You know it's... Uh, it's, it's amazing when you when you realize what we have uh, in the Holy Eucharist, the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Um, we talk about the Mass as the Eucharist, uh, but also, particularly in the, in the Mass, we get to receive the actual substance, which is uh, the Eucharist itself, which is Jesus Himself. So, it's um, it, Saint John said that uh, that God is love, and so we can also say that the, that the Eucharist, since it's God. That it's it's love incarnate. So anybody who's looking for for love in the world, anybody who's looking for a place where they can tangibly experience the physical presence of God, um, should know about uh, know about the Holy Eucharist because it's, it's the place where we can come and experience God in a real way in a world that is often crazy and, and out of order and, and and things are up in the air. We can have a, there's a place where we can go. We can go to our, uh, the Eucharist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of things, for Catholics, this is like, this is it. Like when people are like, oh, mm-hmm. but we all believe in the same God, and da 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 fill in the blank of <laughs> reasons, you know, mm-hmm. um, why it's okay to be another mm-hmm. denomination. When you're a Catholic and you truly believe in the presence of Jesus Christ, you're like, no, they're not the same. They're <laughs> not even close right. to being the right. same. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly, exactly, exactly. So there's some scripture. Um, a lot of folks are familiar with the Last Supper, um, and mm-hmm. that's the institution of the, of the Eucharist. But I wanted to talk about right. maybe like John chapter 6. Mm. Um, can choice. we talk about that? And <laughs> well, I was wondering if we could talk about that and like give the full mm-hmm. picture of what's going on in John chapter right. 6 and the right, reaction right. of the people
0: yeah absolutely I mean the the chapter starts out with a with a Eucharistic miracle, Jesus feeding the five thousand uh, with just a few loaves of bread, and some fish, and then the people recognize that Jesus did something phenomenal, and then they they kind of chase him down, they follow him across the lake, and then Jesus uh, says to them, well you guys are looking looking for me, not because you you saw something some miracles, but because you were you were fed, you have mm. you were given something. And so they're were, they were really moving. So, they, uh, so Jesus then explains to them, you know, what exactly it is uh, that they received and what he intends to give them. He reveals himself in that chapter. He calls himself the bread of life. So he says, I myself am the bread of life. And then he goes on to explain in that chapter that uh, in order to, to live, in order to, be, to have eternal life, you have to have the bread of life, you have to actually consume this bread. Um, and, and the, and the people beautifully say in the chapter, it's one of the most beautiful lines that human beings have ever spoke. If you ask me, they say, Lord, give us this bread always. I mean, I think mm-hmm. those would probably the joy of Jesus' heart to hear those words. Um, mm-hmm. because he, he even puts that in the Our Father. You know, everybody says every day when they pray the Our Father, whatever denomination you are, we say, give us this day our daily bread. That's how important it was to the to the heart of Jesus. Um, he want, wanted to to give of himself, and he wanted him he wanted people to actually receive himself, not just a, a symbol of him, or or not just something that made me think of him, or, or or to make me feel good that that Jesus is near. Certainly, those things are all helpful, you know. But that's that's a far cry from actually being able to experience him. And this is what he goes on in John chapter six to explain. He says, "You know, I myself am the bread of life." He says, "You know, um, my my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink." You know, and and the the crowd is, is, as you go on, they kind of are recognizing what Jesus is saying, and and at the same time they're saying like, oh. "You know, just this, this guy wants to give us his his body to eat. That sounds." That sounds like something, is I'm I'm weird to me, you know. So uh-huh. um, it's it's interesting that Jesus, when he sees that in them, that he doesn't, you know, pull back and say, "Oh well, that's not what I meant," you know. It's not that I, uh-huh. my body, you know, you're not know, going to eat my 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 flesh. He doesn't say that. He actually goes, he goes further and says, he emphasizes it more and more, you know. He, he says. You know, my my body is true food. My blood is true. And unless you unless you unless you have this in your body, you can't live for for eternal life. And so we we know that the holy Eucharist is is the body of Christ because of Jesus' own words. And that without this great gift, we there's no no way we can get to heaven. It's our food for the journey. Uh, so when a person is dying, I work in the hospital. When a person is dying, one of the last things they do after I give them the anointing of the sick. Is to give them a little piece of the host, so that as they die, they are they have food to get from from earth to heaven. Wow.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely love John chapter 6 to me. And I'm a dork, Father. Uh, you'll learn this quickly. But sure. to me, it's like if we're in modern a times. budding. <laughs> <laughs> in modern times, when Jesus gives that speech and then, you know, a lot of the crowd leaves and they're mm-hmm. mad and frustrated. And then the mm-hmm. apostles stay and he's like, yeah, I kind of feel like that would be the moment where he'd be, it'd be like, mic drop. And it'd be in silence. <laughs> you know, like everybody right.
0: would just be like, <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly." I mean, and, and and you can you can see I mean, a lot of churches are left are left empty. A lot of even a lot of Catholics hesitate to believe. You know, or we can just go through the motions. So you can you can uh, you can see it even alive today that people. See, we can teach to our blue in the face that the, that Jesus is truly present in the Blessed Sacrament, and we still get people to just kind of walk away and it's, and say, well, this this teaching is hard to believe. You know, who can believe it? Who can take it? And people walk away or just kind of you know continue to to go attend mass kind of passively. Um, yeah. But there's a real grace, a, a huge gift for those people that are like those apostles uh, who didn't leave, like in John six six six. You know, and they all people, all the people left the, the apostles. After that verse, they stay. There's huge graces for them, you know that, you know the 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 creator of the universe, the guy the guy that made the sun, is present in your church, um, you know, and, and, and he's he's there waiting for us, you know. Jesus said, "I'll be, I'm with you always, even to the end of time." You know, he told us that, he didn't just mean it metaphorically. He's he, he's truly present there, um, waiting for us. So. Yeah, will we stay with him? Will we will we stay with him uh in these in this awesome teaching that he that he's given to us in his true presence? Or will we be like that crowd a bunch of people in the crowd that just said, Oh, you know, we're we're gonna leave and we don't know about all of this. Yeah. Yeah. A real problem. So
1: so I'm talking with uh, two priests here, so <laughs> I want to get both sure. of your opinions. When you have somebody that comes up to you and says they're, they're struggling with this teaching, um, Father John-Paul, I'll let you go first. Um, what What's your favorite way of explaining it to folks who are questioning?
0: When a person comes up to me and asks, you know, t- says that they're struggling, one of the, you know, I'd like to find out what they They've heard about the Eucharist, um, and then uh, and I was—I like to, uh, you know, if it's at all helpful to let them know about the miracles that have happened a lot of times with mm. the Eucharist throughout the years to help people uh, know that there have been others who have struggled just like them to believe, including priests, and mm. they've experienced firsthand that. There's, that Jesus is truly present there beyond any shadow of a doubt. Um, all of the saints believed in the true presence of Jesus in the earth. I don't know, what, what do you think, Father? What's, what, what's your experience?
2: Well, I'm glad you went first, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like your answer better. Well, do you want me to go <laughs> to commercial
1: break to give you a minute? <laughs> uh,
2: I, I think, the first, at least in, in where I'm at in my life today, the mm-hmm. first thing that usually happens is, is I recognize it's a grace that I believe that mm-hmm. helps me like mm-hmm. get in the right mm-hmm. position that I don't start thinking yeah. if I just would say it like this or like that, yeah. or if I did this, cause then I get all confused, right. but the truth of the matter is it's a miracle. I'm even celebrating this
0: mm-hmm.
2: mystery and that I believe uh, so it's a gift that helps that. me, yeah. and that's just sort of an sure. interior disposition that I. If I don't start there, eventually I get there. When I'm like trying to explain, and they're like, uh, and then secondly, I guess I, I, really do like your your response, Father John Paul, but uh, mm-hmm. it's not but I guess, but um, I often um, wonder if they experienced God is in their life ever. So if mm. they, if they haven't experienced Christ in their life, if they haven't encountered him, well, then I can just like let up because <laughs> it's not like me explaining something like we have to meet him yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, in, in the surprising encounter with the living risen Lord in my life mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. some people and events, then it all began to like awaken for me. Sure. And so, yeah. That helps me just know Mm -hmm. who I'm with, who I'm Mm. talking to. And uh, oftentimes they have, and then have to wrestle with the fact that what does it mean then when I go to Mass that the Eucharist isn't something that sort of connects. You know, maybe I I find him in creation and I find him in Scripture and I pray, but when I go to Mass. um, So, uh, and what I, number one, then I encourage them to pray. Pray that you would... Grow in faith here, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's that's uh, a way way in which it can happen. And the other thing that's more recent, very recent, is we live in a culture that is like crazy in our thinking. And I am realizing so much that if we go to Mass with the mentality of what's next and have I done this and if I think this, and even our Western mentality, you know, I love, I love that we are who we are, but we're looking at the Eucharist and like, okay, when's Jesus here? When does he, like, when does he show up? Okay, Father, I don't know if I believe, but like, when, what words, you know? Well, that's a, that's a Western mentality. An Eastern mentality mm-hmm. is like, isn't this a mystery? Yeah. And I think sometimes we go into the mass, like and we 're so focused on particulars, and like the kids are crying and all this instead of just being like, "Here I am, Lord right and so sometimes I wonder if our disposition before it we 're thinking about what has to come after our minds are just in different places we haven 't prepared ourselves, and by prepare i don 't even mean like i got to say more prayers, that could be part of that. Thinking of, like, if I just jump through five hoops, then I'll believe Jesus is here.
1: Yeah, everything's done Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z.
2: Yeah, a preparation to say, Lord, I I just need, I don't, like, show me. (laughs) And just to let it, and then when the kid cries, when everything, just, here we are, Lord, here we are, Lord. So, (laughs) and that's a more recent thing I'm coming to, and it's because me. I celebrate Mass, and I'm not thinking about, I'm not present to the mystery. And I'm like, wow, if I'm struggling with this... And mm-hmm. I've had the formation I've had, not that I don't believe, but just struggling to stay present. Yeah. Um,
0: Certainly so, they could as well, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And if they just had one of those moments, I mean, and then I think also we're educated by witnesses is what I want to speak a little bit about at my at the end of the show, that um, when I hear people's witness of their belief, it increases mine. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And and when I hear people, I mean, I've heard people talk about having, you know, a mystical experience in their heart when they were at the Eucharist. I've heard people witness to seeing the face of Christ on the minister when they were preaching. Like, when I hear these things, I'm like, whoa. I mean, it's like amazing. And then it's like, Lord, I want that. I want that, Lord. I want that. I don't know, why, I don't know how that happened for them, but me too. Me too. Uh, so that's... Uh, that's my little contribution. but
1: Well, if you're just tuning in, um, we are broadcasting today from Harrisburg, South Dakota, from St. John Paul II Parish. Um, I'm Heather Carroll,
2: And I'm Father John
1: Rutten. And we are talking with Father John Paul Gardner from the Diocese of Bismarck. We have to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk more about the mystery of the Eucharist, shall we? All right, more on Real Presence Live right after this.
3: Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina, that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
1: Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3-8. Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro.
2: And I'm Father John Rutten.
1: And we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. We've been having a great discussion about the Sacrament of the Eucharist. We've, uh, been breaking down the sacraments on Real Presence Live here. If you wanted to go back and listen, we started with baptism on October 1st. Confession was on October 8th. And today we're breaking down the Eucharist. Um, Father John Paul Gardner, thanks for joining us. We've been having a great conversation about the Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith. Um, We were kind of talking about, I'd asked, what's that?
0: I like the name of your parish out there. Can John. jump ah,
1: Thanks. Yeah, you know, I, I can appreciate why you like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great name. <laughs> so we were talking about the source and summit of our faith, and I had asked both priests um, if they have somebody come up and, and are struggling with the... The acknowledgement or the realization that Christ is really present in the Eucharist and how they would go about um, explaining it or talking about it. And you both had very different approaches.
2: Well, I, li- I yeah, I think a little different. I was really glad. I liked. Uh, <laughs>
1: You're <so right laughs> <with> your answering.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, I saw that they were this. I, in a way, I see that they're this. They're this. They're, they're connected, but they're. I mean, we all have a look at the prism. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's so.
1: dive into the mystery part because that really intrigued me. A lot of times, um, Father, you were talking about um, people want definitive answers for everything. Can we talk about the mystery? Of the Eucharist a little bit and how it's okay to have mysteries.
2: Yeah, I, I think, uh, um, it's actually at the core of all of life. I mean, you tell me one area of life that isn't yet to be explained. I mean, Mm. You, even even, even in your children you know I mean people look at their children and like the longer they're around you're like wow I really don't know like, who is they,
0: this yeah
2: yeah I and I mean even in mathematics or things I mean you can see now mathematics is something that's very concrete and definitive but even there we can see I mean within mathematics is infinity yeah but even there if we look at mathematics and all of the ways in which we're going we still are like trying to get to the end so something that's quantitative is actually qualitative too. Like, so I think it just is a nature, the part of the natural world is there's mystery here, but we don't let a human being wants to have it encapsulated. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to know everything and mm-hmm. I want to be able to understand everything. And then you live in anxiety. If you think that that's the way mm-hmm. you're going to be fulfilled, because it's never going to happen as opposed to when you just kind of say, well, I don't know. Like the more I know, the less I know. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. but you actually know know more, you know, and then you're like, oh, interesting. I wonder what's going to happen today. And it's an ability to sort of let reality contain something more than what you can contain. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a better disposition towards all things, and hence, then you can go into the sacraments with a better disposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that, Father. I love that. That's great yeah the mystery, especially the mystery when we're talking about the mystery i, I I've heard saints say that you know the, our Lord allows himself to be veiled you know in mystery you know for our sakes, and I think that makes a lot of sense you know if he just like revealed himself totally to us, it would be like you know, somebody flipping on the lights in the morning, you know it would be like it would you know <laughs> your your eyes would be would be blasted ah, you know and he'd, oh, yeah. he'd, he'd, he's here he's here, you know i mean when peter and and James and John saw him in the Transfiguration up in the mountain. They were like, they they didn't know what to do. They were just freaked out. They were like, "Wow, he's God!" <laughs> and we had we we, we kind of suspected something. We didn't know it was this this great of a mystery. So mm. so there's there's some. There's some compassion on the part of God in in not, you know, doing that to us and letting us, you know, be children who are coming into the light and and growing the light and growing an understanding uh, of the mystery that's that's really there. There's something very mystical in all of this. A lot to discover. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So we only have a few minutes left, unfortunately. And um, so I'm going to ask Father John Paul, um, how has the Eucharist impacted your life? I know that's a huge question. (laughs) You- <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So many ways. Exactly. So many ways. The greatest part, you guys, and Father, you probably can can uh, acknowledge this as well in your own life, to be able to, to hold the, the host at Mass and to, and, to, um, and to raise a chalice and to, to offer Holy Communion uh, is the most incredible experience I've ever had in my entire life, um, to be able to lift up to the Father the host and the chalice at mass and say through him, with him and him, you know, Almighty Father, all glory and honor is yours and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's so phenomenal to be able to, to stand in the person of Christ and to, to know what I've been taught and to have that experience through faith. Um, it's, 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 it's just phenomenal. The, the Eucharist is, has changed my mind. I just love, I love just spending time with Jesus in the Eucharist. It's, It is the best. People who can easily sit on the beach, you know, and and take in the waves and and chill out on the beach, you know, or, um, you know, just uh, spend time with family, you know, if you enjoy your family and you're able to just spend time, you don't have to do anything. I just love being able to just sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and just hang out with Jesus and just look at Him. And, and you know, St. John Diani had that experience. You saw a guy going to the Mass all the time or to church, and he'd just sit in the back pew or whatever, and he comes up to me and says, how come you keep coming in here and, and what do you what's what's your prayers and he just says, I said I, he said I don't he said to Father Vianney, I don't do I don't say anything he says I just I look at him and he looks at me, mm. <laughs> you know I just I think that's so powerful, just spending that quiet time in front with our Lord he's 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 present he's he's totally loving, um, you know it's it's so simple and so profound and so powerful, so it's, it's, it affects me every day every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Well, Father John Paul, thanks for joining us today. Any last yeah. thoughts before uh we let you go today about the Eucharist?
0: Go to church today if you can and, and go and spend some time with, with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and, and uh give your whole heart to him. Give every give your whole life to him. He's he loves you. He loves you so much. He loves us so much. Give everything to Jesus.
1: Amen. Beautiful. Father John, it's been a pleasure having you on this morning. Yeah, a blessing to meet you.
2: God bless you and all your work. God bless
0: you guys. Keep up your good work, too.
1: All right. Thank you so much. All right. So, first interview is done, but our second interview also includes the Eucharist, so I'm happy. Sweet. <laughs> <We're> more. Broad- <laughs> more. We want more. Uh, we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. I am Heather Caro. Father Father John Rutten. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a gentleman that deals with Eucharistic miracles. So excited and fascinated to hear from Jim Ko- Koenig coming up next. Stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence radio network.